This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I know that we are at the end of the holiday season celebrations, and I know that nothing says holiday celebrations like putting alfalfa sprouts in your food. But a Nebraska company is recalling their alfalfa sprouts. Now, these sprouts are sold in three states, and of course it's out of an abundance of caution due to potential salmonella contamination. Now, apparently, there's a cluster of gastrointestinal illnesses caused by the bacteria. So, Sun Sprout Enterprises, based in Fremont, Nebraska, and who doesn't love Fremont, Nebraska? It's right if you hold up, (laughs) uh, if you're looking at a map of Nebraska, Fremont is right there. They announced that it is voluntarily recalling four lots of the raw alfalfa sprouts. It's distributed 1,406 pounds of the product to five food service and grocery customers in Nebraska, Kansas, and Iowa. And they have the uh, sold by dates between December 10th of 2022 and January 7th of 2023. So if you, like me, love alfalfa sprouts, be careful. Do not get these Sun Sprout Enterprises alfalfa sprouts with the sold by dates of December 10th, 2022, and January 7th, 2023, because there's potential salmonella contamination. I know, I know. It's not the way I wanted to start 2023 off either, but that's the way it goes. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> So if you're looking for a new gig uh, coming into the new year of 2023, uh, the historic Lighthouse and Hotel in San Francisco Bay are looking for a couple of people to run the joint. It actually looks beautiful. Uh, The East Brother Light Station. Now, it's a two-year job. It starts in April. It pays $140,000 a year. Now, the two people must apply jointly, so it doesn't say whether it's $140,000 each or if it's $140,000 for both. I feel like it's $140,000 for both, so it's $70,000 a year. They want some kind of couple. They want two people to be on the little island taking care of the place uh, for two years. Now, there's a couple of uh, stipulations that uh, you know are, you're going to need to follow. You need to have a boat captain license. You need to be a chef. And you need to be a gift shop attendant. <laughs> That's it, though. That's it. They want uh, two people to become lighthouse keepers for two years on the Tiny Island, which is just off Point San Pablo in Richmond. It actually looks beautiful. And uh, it's a tough job. And I know they were whining about uh, having to put in long hours. They talked about the two people that uh, 
were there last, and they had to work 80 or 90 hours a week maintaining the island. Okay, well, I mean, that's the gig. Now, people stay there for, they have day trippers, and they have overnight guests with 525 a night. I don't know how many rooms the place has, but you're going to have to, you know, know how to clean, uh, run the gift shop, be the boat captain, <laughs> cook, and you're going to have to do that every day. And sure, there's, uh, you know, no Wi-Fi and patchy cellular reception and dodgy plumbing. you think maybe they'd find somebody to, you know, take care of the plumbing. And why couldn't we have Wi-Fi? My gosh, put a cell tower on that lighthouse. What are we doing? <laughs> it just seems like, what? I mean, can't Elon put a Starlink over the island or something? So I know they talked about the average to-do list, brew coffee, bake fresh blueberry muffins, cook and serve hot breakfast for 10, give historical tours and foghorn demonstrations, clean up breakfast ditches and kitchen, reset dining room, clean the inn, start prepping four-course dinner for 10 10 or more people, run boat service to the mainland, make beds, run boat service to the mainland again. I mean, that's the gig. So if that sounds like something you want to do, and spend a couple of years on the island and be a part of the great, beautiful East Brotherhood Light Station Lighthouse and Hotel in San Francisco Bay. You can apply right now, but you gotta be you gotta be both. You gotta have two people with you. You can't do it together. It's gotta be a joint application. So good luck and uh have fun. Uh you know, find somebody that you can work with for a couple of years and go there and you know, have a good time. I don't think you're spending any money. So you put in two years of work and you walk away with $140,000. That's not too bad. And that's, you know, 140,000 a year. And if you're cutting it in half again, that's, you know, 70,000 a year. So you both walk away with 140,000 at the end of two years. And, and, uh, that's not a bad deal. I don't think that's such a bad deal. Wow. Anyway, it's good to be back. Uh, Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. I am excited about uh, the new year. And uh, wow, it seems like forever since we last talked. So welcome back to Chewing the Fat. If you are a subscriber and listening to this now, thank you. If you're listening now and you're not a subscriber, uh, you need to to become a subscriber. Okay? It's still free. But uh, everybody likes uh, likes free stuff, but nobody likes a freeloader. So if you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber, please subscribe on whatever platform warms the little innards of your heart. Many of you sent me this story over the holidays, and it's uh, yeah, under the heading of a, of a chewing the fat Jeffy scheme. But it's a weird scheme because apparently he didn't make any money, and it doesn't say why he did it. So a California man was arrested for issuing fraudulent parking tickets to vehicles in the beach area of Santa Cruz. Now, this 19-year-old charged with unlawful, and this was a weird charge, and it's uh, it's got to be a new charge for people, unlawful use of a computer system and attempted fraud after he admitted to creating and issuing fake parking tickets. So the department had received reports of fraudulent citations, and they started to investigate. And then uh, he was located. The police, uh, he told police, yeah, I committed the crime. They searched his vehicle, found evidence related to the scam. And they posted on their Twitter account, the Santa Cruz police Twitter account, 
at Santa Cruz Police. Uh, if you received a parking ticket recently, check the fine print. Uh, Santa Cruz Police arrested a suspect for recently issuing fraudulent parking tickets in the city, and they show the picture of the fake citation and the real citation. Now, his citation had a QR code in the corner while the uh, real citation has a barcode at the bottom and cute little palm trees on the top. So nice. We're we're issuing a citation, but we want you to feel nice about it. So (laughs) now he claims he did not receive any payments for this scam. So really weird. And there's no mention of why he did it. Uh, I don't know if we uh, understand the premise behind, uh, journalism but uh who what where why how i mean i like that in the stories please uh it's just a helpful hint for me Uh, i don't consider myself a journalist i'm just a person doing a show but i appreciate all the journalists out there i would hope that people writing stories and doing their journalistic endeavors uh learn the who what where when why how those are the questions that need to be covered in your stories thank you so did you receive the premium audio products from raycon for the holidays you know what even if you did you know now you need more and if you didn't now's the time buy raycon.com slash jeffy raycon's wireless earbuds headphones and speakers offer premium sound useful features and an almost custom comfortable fit 54 hours of battery life and half the price of other premium audio brands now you can find raycon in the stores now like kohl's or walmart but let me tell you right now uh, you're always going to get the best deal at buyraycon.com slash Jeffy, B-U-Y, Raycon.com slash Jeffy. I love my Raycons so much. Uh, I know, you know, people are, you know, we're watching TV. We're coming off, uh, you know, people are watching a movie. I'm sitting at the table working and I want to hear something. I want to hear audio for a clip. And uh, I just, my Raycons, I forget I have them in my ears. And then I'm like, oh yeah, all I have to do is, you know, connect them. I'm good. And I just, uh, I, I love them. They, they make everything sound that much better. Now, the Raycon website also offers free shipping, free returns, a buy now, pay later options, 30-day happiness guarantee. So go to buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. Get 15% off site-wide with the code Jeffy15. Plus, I mean, I mentioned free U.S. shipping. Uh, that's the code Jeffy15. Buyraycon.com slash Jeffy for 15% off your Raycon purchase. Buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. And I got, <laughs> I was just thinking about uh, over the, you know, over the holidays, I have, you know, I have my pair, my work Raycons, and then I have the first pair that I got that were uh, commandeered by my daughter. And then I have my, I have my wife who was like, well, I really like those. And they are really the, the only earbuds that fit in my ears. Good. So, I mean, we are now, you know, a Raycon family. So you too can be a Raycon family by simply going to buy slash Jeffy. 
Alrighty, let's go to the break room, shall we? So those of you listening live, uh, today is the 3rd of January, 2023. Hello, welcome to Chewing the Fat. And uh, last night, the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, were in the middle of a football game with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, at home in Cincinnati. And, uh, I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals were at home. It was the Bills versus the Bengals. And anyway, their safety, DeMar Hamlin, uh, just dropped over on on the field in the first quarter. It was an amazing situation. The NFL postponed the game. Now, Hamlin still remains in critical condition. And he's, a, by all accounts, a great guy. And he's done, you know, wonderful things for the community. And so, I mean, we all are praying that he pulls out of this. Apparently, he's in the hospital now uh, with a breathing tube. Vitals are good. Although, I guess that means he's in uh, an induced coma. Uh, he can't breathe on his own, I, I, I'm guessing. Because they say that he's all the vitals were right, but they have... Uh, put a breathing tube down his throat. So we'll see. Um, it was a very weird situation during the game. Uh, I don't know. They postponed the game, which is something unheard of, uh, unprecedented that they postpone a game. I mean, they, people have been injured and near death before on the field and we don't cancel the game. Uh, it was an, an incredible reaction from both teams that they just weren't going to play anymore. That that injury made them, they were just not going to play anymore. Oh, okay. And uh, ESPN was hailed that they handled it greatly. I, I feel like uh, the answer to that is uh, not really. <laughs> but okay, we, uh, that's a story that we can get into uh, at great length. I mean, I, I found it, uh, strange that they had no producers helping them, uh, talk about what could happen, what might happen. I know it's not about football anymore. It's about him, but it is about football. And this was a big deal for the NFL. This was a huge game for both these teams. And I don't know how you just cancel it. Uh, there's no time left in the year to reschedule this game. Uh, we're heading into the playoffs uh, in the NFL. Uh, I mean, we're coming down next week as the final week of the regular season, and we're heading into the playoffs. So I don't know where you reschedule this game. Uh, I guess maybe they play tonight or tomorrow, but it certainly doesn't sound like that's going to happen. So I don't know what they do uh, to make this right because both these this both these teams are in the playoffs and are need this game to determine where their standing is in the playoffs. I I just I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's really, really strange. And I would have liked to have heard uh, what some of their um, what some of their opinions were on that, but they couldn't do that last night. We just had to throw it to commercial a thousand times because they didn't know what to say. And uh, you know, I get it. It was just it was horrible and nobody wants this to happen, but you know, it's the NFL. They don't postpone games because guys get injured. Uh, just amazing, right? I mean, 
<laughs> uh, you know, it was really, really strange. I honestly, I thought that he had died on the field, and I guess he did technically because they were giving him CPR and stuff. But the way the players reacted, I thought that he had died on the field. So I am overjoyed that that did not happen, and I'm sure the NFL is as well. But uh, they claim, and they said on the on the uh, on the game uh, audio with. Uh, Joe Bug and uh, Troy Aikman. They have given the teams five minutes to warm up and they're going to start playing again. Well, it certainly didn't look like any of the players had any intention of playing again uh, that night. I mean, they were done. And now the NFL says we did not give that uh, order. So it was just, you know, maybe a referee saying, hey, we'll give you five minutes to warm up and we'll get back to playing. Because the referees were like, oh, we're not, we don't postpone games. And then the players went into the locker room. They showed the coaches uh, talking. The coaches came across, talked to each other while they were still on the field. Then the players went in the locker room. Then they showed the coaches outside the locker room sharing a phone for some communication with, I'm sure, that was some high-ranking NFL official, if it wasn't Roger Goodell, the commissioner himself. And then they postponed the game. I mean, it's a big deal. I know that we care about this man, and we absolutely do. I don't want anything bad to happen. I want him to be back on the field next week. I'm going to jump out of the bed and say, I'm fine, and I want to continue playing in the NFL. Let's go. But I, it's a big deal. I mean, you had uh, you know thousands, uh, tens of thousands of people who paid to see the game. You had parking. You had millions of dollars in advertising, not to mention what what the outcome of the game means to the playoff structure in the NFL at the end of the season. I mean, it's a big deal to not play this game. And, I mean, they moved the one Buffalo game to another city so they could play it because you don't not play the games. You can quote me on that. You don't not play the games. <laughs> so it's going to be very, very interesting to see what the outcome is of this. And, you know, we had a lot of people making a lot of money, stumbling around last night, not knowing what we just do. We, I can't, I don't know what to say. Go to commercial. We pay you $20 million a year. Say something. <laughs> whatever, whatever. It was fine. It was fine. It's all fine. Anyway, I just hope DeMar Hamlin uh, pulls out and the rest will work itself out. Okay, another thing that will work itself out is the lawsuit filed against Steven Tyler and Aerosmith. An amazing story. So uh, this lady, uh, Julia Misley, formerly known as Julia Holcomb, filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles uh, last week. The suit was filed under the California Child Victims Act, and we've talked about that before, which allows survivors of childhood sexual abuse to file civil cases. It's a three-year look-back window. It ended this weekend uh, on Saturday, so the end of the year. And so, good thing. She got the lawsuit just in the nick of time. Boy, I bet you that was a coincidence, huh? <laughs> so, she got it in. So, she's alleging that uh, Steven Tyler and Aerosmith, uh, sexual assault, coercion of an abortion, and involuntary infamy in the 70s when she was a minor and he was in his mid-20s 50 years ago. Okay. Okay. So she said in a statement that uh, the change in the law encouraged her to take legal action. As Was that it? Was that what it was, Julia? Okay. 
So I want this action to expose an industry that protects celebrity offenders, to cleanse and hold accountable an industry that both exploited and allowed me to be exploited for years, along with so many other naive and vulnerable kids and adults. Oh, okay. Th thanks, Julia. Uh, appreciate it. So according to the lawsuit, uh, she first met Stephen, Mr. Tyler, Mr. Aerosmith. I know she's using the whole Aerosmith, but Stephen is referred to as Defendant Doe 1 in the lawsuit, which is just, okay. All right, fine. So in 1973, after Tyler performed a concert in Portland, Oregon, uh, Misley, who then was 16, Tyler, of course, like was in his 20s, I think mid-20s, um, the lawsuit alleges that uh, he took her to his hotel room, performed various acts of criminal sexual conduct upon, upon her that night. Then Tyler purchased a plane ticket for her to join him in Seattle for the band's next show. <laughs> she was also abused after that show. I'm interested to know if she thought it was abuse then. I mean, I, it's just, I guess, you know, she's telling us she did, but I don't think so. I don't think it was abuse then. Now, according to the lawsuit, and I'm just, I'm just assuming here, don't, you know, back off me, okay? This is horrific. According to the lawsuit, in 1974, Tyler then convinced my, this lady's mother <laughs> to sign over the guardianship of her daughter to him. He made promises to the mother that he would enroll her in school, help support her, and help provide her with better medical care than her mother could provide. This is all according to the lawsuit. <laughs> I'm sure it couldn't have been that the mother was like, yeah, you've landed a big fish. I'm going to let you go be with him. That could not have happened, right? No, 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 no. So defendant Doe 1, uh, Stephen Tyler, uh, could not meaningfully follow through on these promises and instead continued to travel with assault and provide alcohol and drugs to the plaintiff. That's what the lawsuit alleges. The suit also alleges that Tyler impregnated her and coerced her to have an abortion. Uh, he pressured and coerced plaintiffs to have abortion by threatening that he could send her back to her family and cease to support and love her. Okay. <laughs> okay. She relented. Oh, all right. I'll have an abortion. <laughs> okay. All right. So the complaint that has been prepared, uh, by my legal team, this is Julia talking, uh, in legal terms, the trajectory of my life from early struggles and exploitation by Steven Tyler, the music industry, my escape from the world, my recovery and transformation, my restoration of spirit through faith, the building of a family and the rebuilding of my life. But I've gone through all that rebuilding of my life and I've realized I don't have any money. So I'm going to go ahead and sue Steven and Aerosmith and make a little money so I can be okay now. <laughs> I mean, after all, it's been 50 years. So apparently the lawsuit uh, further alleges that Tyler has intentionally publicized the acts he perpetrated uh, through multiple books that were published describing the assault. In a 2011 memoir, Does the Noise in My Head Bother You?, Tyler writes about being so in love he almost took a teen bride, whom the book does not identify. So it may or may not have even been her. And it may or may not have even been real. So I went and slept at her parents' house for a couple of nights and her parents fell in love with me, signed papers over for me to have custody so I wouldn't get arrested if I took her out of state. I took her on tour with me. This is in the book. 
Uh, Tyler's accuser said the publications re-traumatized her and her family. Did it? Did it re-traumatize you and your family? Okay. So I'm, I'm grateful, this is Julia talking again, for his, this new opportunity to take action and be heard. Oh, okay. Now, Stephen has not responded to anything about this story, and he shouldn't. Just respond in court. This is just unbelievably silly. But in today's world, uh, he's going to end up having to pay some cash. You can count on that. Now, will that be enough for Julia Misley, formerly known as Julia Holcomb, to settle with Stephen? Because if there's a settlement, the settlement is going to be, I'm going to give you cash and you need to shut the hell up. So nobody wants to shut up anymore. So does she take it or do we go to court? I have a feeling there's going to be a court case, but be interesting to follow. (laughs) Uh, I hate it though, when you're not named in a book, but the story is similar to the one you believe happened and it just brings back so much. And you just feel re-traumatized all over again. Man, do I hate that. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, who died today? I mean to tell you, there's a list of who died today that's amazing. I'm going to go through a few. We'll get to all of them as the week goes on. Uh, just incredible. Uh, so we'll start off with Pope Benedict XVI. Now, the Pope <laughs> Emeritus Benedict XVI has died uh, in the Vatican at the age of 95 years old, or at the Vatican, in the Vatican over there, you know, at the Vatican, uh, at 95 years of age. I will say that uh, his real name, Joseph Ratzinger, named the 265th pontiff of the Roman Catholic Church on April 19th, 2005. This pope, Pope Benedict XVI, is the pope that beat me out when I originally ran for pope in 2005. I know, I know. I didn't want him dead, but he's the guy. So, (laughs) Uh, this was my original Pope run, and uh, Benedict XVI beat me out. But he had an amazing life, and uh, so it's just uh, incredible. If you have an opportunity to read about uh, his life, uh, do so. He was uh, he was a good man, an amazing man, and so even though he beat me out, and I'm still angry at him for that. Uh, So Pope Benedict. XVI, dead at the age of 95. Then we had Barbara Walters, a TV icon, died at 93. I thought she was older than that. If you were to ask me before they said Barbara Walters is dead and she was 93, I would have said eh, Barbara was probably pushing 100. But no, I mean, you could make the case that 93 is pushing 100, but I would I would argue with that. Uh, you know, 98, 99, that's pushing 100. 93, eh, you just broke 90. You're okay. Let's round down. 
<laughs> but uh, Barbara Walters, I mean, she's a true television legend, really. I mean, not just uh, for women in journalism, but for journalism itself. And I will say that Barbara knows uh, and knew, uh, you know, who, what, where, when, why, and how. Let's get those in the stories. You know, that was, uh, that was an important detail to Barbara. Okay. So the five W's in the how let's, let's do that. Okay. So anyway, Barbara Walters, very sad. Uh, and I will say that she, uh, you know, started the view, which, uh, I kind of hold against her for that, to be honest with you. But, uh, Barbara Walters, uh, rest in peace, dead at the age of 93 earth, wind and fire drummer, Fred white dead at the age of 67 years of age. So he was, uh, his brother, 71, shared, uh, shared the news. Uh, the Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, this story, uh, I, I love this story because it talks about, uh, well, they don't know how he died, first of all. And he was part of Earth, Wind, and Fire from the very beginning, before it was Earth, Wind, and Fire. He started out with uh, Maurice in a uh, band called salty peppers now the salty peppers turned into earth wind and fire in 1974 he started touring at the age of 15 i mean the guy was a prodigy he was awesome i mean earth wind and fire hello uh sold i don't know 90 million records one of the most successful bands of all time in the rock and roll hall of fame since the year 2000 uh maurice white is now dead too there's several um Maurice, Monty, Ronald, they're all in heaven. Now that's what the, uh, that's what the eulogy is saying. And so Freddie White, uh, drummer for earth, wind and fire dead at the age of 67. Then we have the Simpsons music editor, Chris Ledesma passed away at the age of 64. And he, this guy was with the show the whole time. Uh, incredible. He worked every episode for 33 years. Well, he stepped down in last year, so he must've been sick. It doesn't say what he died of, but since he stepped down in 2022, he must've been, he must've had some illness. It doesn't say what that is. He, they posted eulogies on their, on their Twitter accounts and other social media accounts in loving memory of Chris Ledesma. And it has all the characters there. We will miss them. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, the, a part of the, a part of the show, uh, all the music on the show. It was awesome. One of the things I liked, uh, that Chris had posted in September of 2021, he posted that uh, today is a significant milestone for me. I am 23,242 days old. I have worked on the symptoms for 11,621 days. Born 128-1958, first day on the hashtag The Symptoms, uh, Simpsons, 11-22-1989. Not many can say they have worked at any job anymore for literally half their lives. So, Chris Ledesma, uh, dead at the age of 64. Also, uh, one more death. <laughs> Under who died today, a ground crew worker... Uh, died in Alabama. I don't know his name. I don't know how old he was. I don't even know who was a he. Could have been a she. But the airline worker was ingested into the engine of a plane. Ooh. Uh, he was working for Piedmont Airlines, which is underneath American Airlines. And 
who hasn't flown Piedmont? Who among us hasn't flown on a Piedmont airplane? I mean, I really have. And uh, they were great. Just just wonderful. And so apparently the plane, the uh, Embraer 170, was parked at the gate with its parking brake set at Montgomery Regional Airport. And so it was there, and then the worker was ingested into the engine. Now, it doesn't say if anybody was on the plane. Uh, if I'm sitting on the plane and looking at... <laughs> Uh, uh, terrible. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not laughing. Stop. All right. It's a tragic loss of a team member of the AA Piedmont Airlines, and that was Wade Davis, the airport's executive director. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with the family during this difficult time. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, in today's world, I mean, we've all seen it in movies and you know TV shows, but in today's world. How in the heck does that happen? I mean, wow, just horrific. And I, I mean, you want to talk about, you want to talk about not being able to catch your flight. Now you're telling me we can't take off because one of your workers just went through the engine. <laughs> anyway, okay, it's not funny. Stop laughing at it. It was terrible. I don't ever want. I don't want anyone to be ingested into the airplane engine at any time at any airport in any country. But it happened. It happened in Alabama. So the American Airlines worker who was ingested into the engine of the plane in Alabama, rest in peace. So today, the 3rd of January, 2023, the Mega Millions lottery drawing happens. Why is that important? Because it happens every, it happens two or three times a week, right? Well, this Mega Millions is worth $785 million. Cash payout, $395.0 million. And does that, I mean, I'm fascinated always by when it gets up over 500 million, we start going crazy over it. When, I mean, 5 million would be pretty darn nice as well. I think we all can agree. Uh, so, I mean, anyway, I, I'm looking forward to having an opportunity to win the $785 million with the cash option of $395 million. But they have all kinds of winners. I mean, they haven't won the jackpot drawing, but I mean, people are winning a million, two million, four million. So good luck to the mega millions. I mean, I just received an email from the group director and CFO of Lloyd's Banking Group, United Kingdom, 25 Gresham Street, London, EC2V7HN, titled, Hello, Dear. And uh, there's a link there and it says, Greetings to you. My name is Kareem Prem KP. I am a solicitor at law slash investment advisor to your late relative. Your late relative left behind a cash deposit in a capital and investment security account along with properties. I would like to discuss with you regarding making this claim since he is related to you going by the lineage, surname, and country of origin. Please get back to me on my private email for further details. And he gives the email address to facilitate the process of this transaction urgently 
forward to me your full name, telephone, address, age, marital status, occupation. I will be expecting to hear from you. Regards, Karen Prim. Well, first of all, it doesn't say how much my uh, late relative left me in this cash deposit. Second, if I'm the guy and you already know I'm the person, uh, why do you need my full name, telephone, address, age, marital status, and occupation? I'm just asking. But, uh, you know, we'll find out. (laughs) Hopefully it's a lot of money. (laughs) Hopefully it's a lot of money, but you never know. Okay, what's going on uh, with Hollywood? We've got uh, Jeremy Renner in stable condition in a hospital in Nevada. Apparently he was run over by his snowplow. So again, I'm not (laughs) laughing. It's sad, okay? He got run over by a snowcat that, uh, I mean, he's pictured in the snowcat. I don't think they claim you can't buy that particular snowcat anymore. They're only buy them used. Okay. Uh, there is a picture of the, uh, snow flight ambulance that came to pick him up. Uh, apparently he got run over by a snowcat, a neighbor who is a doctor, a physician helped, uh, keep him alive. Uh, awesome. I guess it ran over his legs and part of his chest. He was in, he's in critical condition, but doing well. Um, and where he lives, it's not like the neighbor is right there. It's not a townhouse. I mean, he's living on some pretty big pieces of property in Lake Tahoe. And that's why he's got the snowcat because it's a long driveway and long parking area to get to his home when they have massive snows. So, I mean, it's incredible and uh, wonderful that, uh, you know, they had the doctor, the next door neighbor, uh, you know, was able to be so close and help him. And maybe because it was by the, by the road and, and I don't know. I don't know the details. We'll find more about that. But anyway, Jeremy, Jeremy Remmer, uh, Renner, Jeremy Renner, who's just got done filming uh, mayor of Kingstown. The new season is getting ready to start by the way. Uh, looking forward to that. So, uh, he's, uh, I guess he's had multiple surgeries already and will need more. And, uh, hopefully he will, uh, be fine, but we shall see. One of my favorite stories over the break was from Chris Pratt. Uh, you know, I love Chris Pratt. I mean, the guy is a monster star, right? I mean, he's, you know, Jurassic Park, and, uh, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Terminal List, who, which I just got done watching again uh, because someone in my house had not seen it. So I watched it again. And, uh, you know, awesome. I love Chris. But apparently... Uh, he posted, <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories over the holidays. He posted on his Instagram uh, about an incident he had with some bees and why that incident occurred. And I'm just going to let Chris tell you his story. So I've been following this bee lady on Instagram. She's so cool and brave. And she goes in front of these hives of bees and says they're very calm today. I'm going to remove the bee. I'm going to use my bare hands to sift through the bees and look for the queen. So I built up this false sense of security in me to where I said, I think I can, I think I can control bees too. So I saw a beehive two days ago and I went towards it and the man standing next to me said, hey, careful, there's bees. And I said, these bees look very calm. And I just stared at these bees, and then one of them come out, and it stung me in the eyeball. So <laughs> he takes his anyways, glasses off. That bee lady. 
that's why one of my favorite stories over the holidays. That's right. F that bee lady. <laughs> and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.